What is going on, everybody? Andy Christopher here, a.k.a. the dad I listen to frequently, a.k.a. AKA the DILF. And welcome back to our next rendition of the DILF show. So I'm going to get right into it. I'm going to talk about a hot topic today. And it's something that people have been clamoring for. And I know that you've been wondering about it. How on earth do I travel with a baby, with a toddler, with a child? So Julia and I just got back from a trip to New York City. We dropped Arlo off with our grandparents in Greensboro slash Winston-Salem, North Carolina. And flying cross country can be very stressful and very intimidating to anyone who has never flown before. And so what I want to help you understand is that it's not as scary as you think. And as long as you're prepared in the right ways, you can kind of weather the storm a bit. But with all the travel issues and delays and, you know, room for the unknown, you you got to you have to be ready to be able to pivot and be able to adjust. So I'm going to try and give you some of our tips and tricks because we've gone on a lot of trips together. Now that I think about it, he's flown a lot. He's a well-seasoned flyer. And um, I think he'll be, he'll be getting his uh, sky miles badge anytime here now, but um, Arlo does very differently on the plane when it's both Julia and I versus when it's just one of us. And so kind of being prepared for, you know, what to expect in that regard, we'll touch upon as well, because, you know, right now, Arlo is really, really clingy to mama bear. And so when we're together on flights and have gone on a a few flights together, he's actually just fallen asleep in the chair. And it's been, it's the one thing I never prepared for was him actually just sleeping in the chair. But when it's both of us, he gets antsy and he wants to rummage around. He wants to play. It's almost like we're at home and recreating that environment. So these things that I'm going to tell you should help make the experience more palatable, but don't be afraid to travel just because you have a child. You still want to do the things that you want to do. Plus, maybe you've got family on the other uh, on the other side of the United States or in another country. And honestly, they want to see him as much as they possibly can. So don't, um, you know, don't, don't let it deter you too much. Just thinking that it's so daunting, um, you know, getting into the airport, getting onto the flight and all that good stuff. Don't get me wrong. It's challenging. All right. But hopefully these little tips will help make it a bit easier on you and your spouse or whether you're doing a solo mission. We saw a woman the other day where, uh, or the other day, we saw a woman many months ago who had three children and it was just her. So you can do it with your spouse and just one kid. I promise you that much. So first things first, between zero to nine, zero to 12 months, you're, if you're traveling and flying within that time, your, your baby's just a lump. Like just make sure that you've got diapers, wipes, and be prepared for the child to sleep on you. Because at that point, They qualify as a lap child. You don't have to pay for an extra ticket. You can buy the extra seat if you want, but for the most part, they're just going to be sitting on you, rummaging around, and they're not going to do much anyways. So this is largely after a year when your child starts to walk and be active and 
you know, maybe they're flipping around and they're, you know, kind of dabbling with speaking and all that good stuff. When they start to be a bit of a menace is, is the reality. So first things first, bring tons of snacks, 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 snacks. We're a snack family. Arla's in snack mode right now. He will bypass lunch and dinner and just go for his little fruit bars, or he'll just go for his little cliff bars. Right now he's really into trail mix, but like many of us, he just picks out the, the M&Ms in trail mix. And so he's, he's already smart, smart as hell, that one. Um, bring lots of different options. So applesauce, um, you know, little layered fruit bars. Um, trying to think little like cliff. I, I wouldn't go like candy bars so much, but you want to keep it healthy, but you want to keep them plentiful goldfish. Make sure that you've got the go-tos that you know your kiddo likes because you can bring those out. And then you could bring a secret weapon like we brought M&Ms when Arlo was at the end of his rope towards the tail end of the trip. And um, it really helped secure about a 30-minute window of just him being quiet. So that was nice. But make sure you're equipped with tons of snacks and that can just go in a really quick carry-on bag that you just want to keep right at your feet, easily accessible. Here's another one. Find and bring and buy new things to do. So in this particular episode, I'm going to link a few things below. You can feel free to check these things out. These are things that we've used and um, have had high success with. But what I mean by new things to do is don't just bring the old faithful toys because you never know when your child's just going to be automatically bored with that thing and you don't want that to happen on the plane. Um, Arlo uses these little or loves these little die cast cars and he drives them around and he crashes them and goes, Oh, crash. And it's great. But he sometimes gets bored with those. So you want to have a lot of different variances in terms of what you bring for entertainment. And Julia and I are not huge into just plopping a kid down in front of your phone or a tablet or something like that to just completely put them into zombie mode. We actually love the fact that Arlo is so active and so squirmy, it, it gets exhausting at times, but we'd rather do, go that route than just plop him in front of something because you know we can't handle it anymore. And so we bring our phone and we, we bring things related to watching that we only pull out if he physically can't be restrained or he wants to get out of his chair and like we need him to focus or it's takeoff or something like that. But we try to bring all these other stuff. So one one of these items, we bring sticker books. Sticker books and sticker sheets and places you can put them on have been a huge home run with, with Little Man these past few trips. And Disney Pixar obviously is huge. We have a Mickey Mouse one. There are these things with like 500 stickers. They're quite intimidating, to be honest. But if your kiddo likes a certain thing, they like fire trucks, they like um, garden where, I don't know, the flower, roses, whatever, whatever they like, try to find stickers related to that. And then they're just going to want to learn how to peel them off. They're going to want to put them on things. Arlo puts a ton on his face and puts them on us and it's adorable. So sticker books are a huge win. Water coloring books. So they have these books. They're kind of flat page books that have these white sheets on it with a design. And then you have this pen that you just put a little bit of water into and it automatically, once they start brushing it on there, 
it fills in the colors appropriately based off of the line and the design. So it's an easy way to, you know, kind of learn how to fundamentally draw, but also it doesn't, you don't have to bring a ton of crayons and pencils and markers and paper. It's just this one thing and it's all inclusive, really, really big hit. I actually have some fun and have learned quite a bit about uh, how much I used to draw outside the lines. And so I'm, I'm learning every day. Um, another one are busy boards. So if you've never heard of a busy board, it's basically this, you know, bifold thing that has all these different functional activities on it. So it's got like shoelaces that you can tie. It's got different fasteners and belt loops that you can teach your child how to open and close or fasten shut. Um, it's got, let's see, zippers. It's got, um, I'm, tr- I'm trying to think like things that you tie in knots. It's got all these different things, a clock, like putting the clock to different times and, you know, make it eight 30 at night. And, you know, you, you switch the clock, different busy boards have different purposes. And this is a really, really great one for a child who is just developing and really trying to learn how to do things and manipulate things with their hands. Really, really love that one, but make sure that they're new and novel and, Also be prepared if your child's walking and running around that they're going to want to go into pretty much every Hudson News or gift store and buy something from there. So just keep a little extra room in your bag for those things that they want to buy in the uh, when you're actually in the airport. Um, Next tip. So bring bring a bunch of shit to do. All right. Next tip. Buy this FAA approved toddler seatbelt system. So we see these parents bringing their full car seat into the onto the airplane and it breaks our hearts because it's so bulky and it's so annoying but if you're watching the youtube version you can see i'm actually going to show it it's actually this little seat belt system that's faa approved and you just wrap it around the back of the seat that your child is going to sit in And it goes in front of the fold-out tray of the next person. It doesn't interfere with them. And then you belt them in. You put the actual plain seatbelt through it, and you're good to go. Now, Arlo utterly hates this thing with a passion, but he's learned to accept it because he knows the plane is going to take off, and the plane gets really loud and shakes. So this thing is is approved, and it's such a space-saver And it's so clutch. I'm definitely going to link that one here because I think that every parent should have this one for their flight travel. Super important. Here's a monster tip that broke someone's heart and illuminated their mind all at the same time. You can actually gate check your stroller. Okay. So you go in, you've got your car seat. You don't have to check your stroller and your car seat all at once. What we do is we'll check the car seat and then we'll take Arlo in the stroller. If he's not, compliant to the stroller wants to run around, then we carry a bunch of extra bags and our backpacks in the stroller and we don't have to carry them around. So it's kind of a win-win. But then when you get to your gate, you just let them know, hey, I'm going to gate check my stroller and they're going to take your ID, take your plane ticket, whatever. They wrap a quick thing around it. You then leave it at the bottom of the uh, of the jetway and they put it under the, the, the plane. When you get out, they bring it out and your stroller's right there. Boom done deal. And we told this woman on one of our flights when Arlo was about, I think a year and a half. And 
she'd been traveling apparently to and from India for many, many years with two children. And she's like, are you fucking kidding me? Nobody ever told me that you can gate check your stroller. I've been checking every time I've been having to wrangle two kids every time that you, you just saved me, but I'm just upset that I didn't know this sooner. So you can gate check your stroller, take advantage of that. Um, if you do need to pull out the tablet, just be aware that airplane Wi-Fi sucks and you can't count on it. So before your trip, when you're hooked up to Wi-Fi, make sure you download kind of your silver bullet shows, movies, episodes <coughs> that you can use on the plane in offline mode. So this last trip, we put a bunch of Toy Story, we put a bunch, we put Inside Out on there, which is I would say the best Pixar film, by the way, we could go toe to toe if you want to try to convince me otherwise. Um, And we put a couple other items just in case we needed to pull the phone out. And, um, you know, we had them ready to go. But if you're not prepared, you're not connected to Wi-Fi, you might be out of luck. And, you know, if you've got a longer flight, your child will get restless. They will start to rummage around. They'll look for anything. If especially if they're an active child, Arlo is like hyperactive right now in terms of he just he can't sit still for more than for more than three seconds on his own and he just wants to always be doing something racing around the house uh jumping and flying off of something so when he's on an airplane it is a taxing event if you've got longer flights and now take these with a grain of salt because if you're flying from you know burbank to las vegas you don't need to prepare quite as much but for these long distance travels you need to make sure that you follow all if not most of these um, to the best you can, because you just want to be prepared for any scenario. Um, know how long your layover and downtime is for if you have any connecting flights. So there are time changes. Sometimes it's going to be you know forty five minutes for you to just run to the gate. Other times it might be, <coughs> excuse me, three and a half hours, and you're going to have to figure out what to do with your child in the next airport. So maybe do some research on the airport that you're going into to see if there's any type of event or any type of place that could resonate with your kid because you might have some long time. And I can tell you, so on this last flight, we had to stop in Dallas-Fort Worth and then our connecting flight was delayed. So we ended up having to be there for almost six hours. And Julia found these things called minute suites. You can look it up. They're in airports. It's basically a hotel room suite that you rent by the hour so that you can have a space to yourself. You can have a dark room to sleep in. There's a TV in there. Ours had some snacks for purchase. It came in so clutch because Arlo refused to take a nap, just absolutely refused until we were landing. So he got about 18 minutes of sleep going there. And then he got about 22 minutes of sleep coming back. And he was just a mess for the connecting flights. So look, look into what you have to do in the airport that you are, you know, connecting in, which leads me to my next one is don't expect your child to stay on their normal schedule. They're not going to sleep normally. They're going to be excited by the the bells and whistles and sounds that the plane's making, you know, the attendants coming by with drinks in the airport, they're going to want stuff from the shops and everything's going to be brand new and fresh. So just imagine that you have become an honorary member of the, you know, to, to look into Batman of the League of Shadows. You just need to do what is necessary 
to make sure that your kid gets there safe and alive. That's about it. Do all that is necessary because we try to, you know, put him down for naps. We've tried to keep him on a somewhat standard schedule and it just doesn't work out. And then when you land and let's say you're seeing family or you're in another, you know, nice hotel room or something like that, they're going to be amped up again. So just be prepared for them to not be on that schedule and you can't care about it. You can't let it affect your mentality because you're all just trying to enjoy your vacation. And if you're so worried about that, it's really going to put a damper on what's to come for however many days that you're there. So just don't expect them to stay on their normal schedule. Be grateful if they get in any sleep because the plane's moving around and there's all these sounds. Engines are making sounds. It's pretty loud in there. You might want to consider headphones. if you're. So Arlo refuses to wear headphones. Um, if you have little baby headphones and you can kind of lock them in to tune on, tune out some of that sound and create more of an ambient noise, then that might be a good play. But we learned early on that that didn't work for us. Um, don't give a shit about what everyone around you thinks, because in all reality, most people have sympathy for you. Having had kids, the people who don't are probably single and don't just don't get it. So just don't give a shit about what anyone thinks because most of the people are in your corner. Our attendants and the the people on the plane have been so nice to us. As long as we reciprocate the kindness, we could be struggling. We could be tired. We could be angry and frustrated, but be kind to the people who are taking care of you and they will go out of their way to accommodate you and your kid. All right. Uh, on this last flight, I heard just some groans and harumphs. This kid, kid me. And just, it's, it's a guy up front and it's this heavier set man. And, you know, you could tell that he just wanted his peace and quiet and was pissed that this kid was behind him. But who gives a shit? Like that, that guy is not my problem, right? I, I want to control what I can control and his mentality is not it. So don't let, don't let anyone kind of creep into your head. And in the airport, like I said, you're, you're going to get some smiles. You're going to get some laughs and people are going to really empathize and be like, oh man, I, I missed that time when my kids were that young. And you just be like, do you, you really? Cause it kind of sucks right now. <laughs> um, but I like to, I, I like to joke, you know, if you ever do feel the need or compelled to draw back, I came up with the, uh, with the very elegant, Hey, excuse me, sir, madam, you know, were you ever a baby? Then, then just calm down. Okay. You've been there before. You just don't remember it. We're doing our best here, but at the end of the day, I mean, he's two and a half years old. We can't control him for, you know, we're, we're not going to sit there just berating him because he's excited that that's, that's no good when it comes to parenting. Okay. So don't give a shit about them. Give a shit about your family because that's, those are the people who matter. All right. Um, Also, when we've been going through TSA, people always give us these little, you know, honorary police stickers and everyone's so kind. They'll help bring your bags down when you're on the on the flight. Um, the last one brought us out these Haribo gummy bears, and they weren't a normal snack on the flight. And they just provided such great care and attention to us. So um, I know that sometimes airlines get a bad rap, but um, American Airlines was great. Just letting you know, they they took very good care of us. Um, you know, even during delays, it, it's still you just kind of got to take it in stride. But the care that the attendants provided. Well, customer service was top notch. Um, yeah, even if you're at the end of your rope, 
just continue to be kind. Don't take it out on others. Don't take it out on your significant other or, you know, um, or your kiddo because we're, we're all going through the fight. And if you've got a four or five, six plus hour flight, it's a struggle. It, it really, really is. So just be prepared to pivot if things aren't going your way. And, you know, if your kid is uncontrollable or screaming, it just is what it is. Okay. And you probably have some empathy in your corner. Um, have water or milk or something to drink at takeoff and landing because one of the first times we went, Arlo was just screaming and screaming and screaming, and we didn't understand why. And it's because of the pressurization in his ears. He's not used to having to pop them or them popping or, you know, this extra pressure and water or something to drink on, like through a straw helps alleviate that. So if you have that prepared, you're going to be ahead of the game. If your kiddo is screaming and you don't, don't exactly know why. Okay. So make sure you have, you know, refillable bottles ready. However, your kid gets their, gets their liquids into their body, have it prepared at takeoff and at landing. Cause it's easy to forget because you can't bring liquids in. So make sure you just go fill up that water bottle at one of the stations early on, but um, enjoy the time. You have time off, you have a vacation, you're going to see family, you're going to do something fun. And so many people focus on, you know, how difficult the travel is going to be with the kiddo, but it's all something to be grateful for. It's all kind of a blessing, so to speak. And the goods and the bads, it's just all part of the ride. So, you know, don't be afraid to laugh at yourself. Don't be afraid to laugh at a situation. We had Arlo in the middle of a terminal, just go into full meltdown mode. And then he went into sassy, you know, fake crying mode. And we were just sitting there. We're Arlo, we're, there's a cart coming. We don't want to have you get run over. So we're going to put you over here. But sometimes you just got to look at each other and say, it is what it is. So ultimately, don't let that aspect of it hinder you from doing the things that you want to do is kind of the synopsis here. But I do hope some of these tips helped. What did I miss? Are there any tips that you have for other parents that you've seen success with on your flying travel or maybe in long like long car travel with kids between the ages of let's say 1 and 4 or maybe how you pivot when you get older shoot me an email shoot me a text shoot me a, a direct message on any of the socials at the dilf show the dilf show.com the dilf show at gmail.com just connect, make sure that I, you know, know how to fill in the blanks. And if you've got a really great idea, maybe it's something we can use on our next flight. So at the very least, I would love to read anything that you have to share in that regard. Okay. That's all I've got for you today. Short and sweet. Don't be afraid to travel with your baby. Uh, be grateful for the time that you do and be prepared to pivot when things are going wrong, but hopefully some of these tips helped you. All right. As always, I love you. And there is absolutely nothing you can do about it. Thank you so much for listening.